Welcome to the Invisible Injuries Podcast, aimed at bettering the well-being and mental health of veterans, first responders and their immediate support experiencing post-traumatic stress. By sharing the stories of the lived experiences of our peers, the support staff and the clinicians, it's our aim to make sure we can have a meaningful connection with our audience and give them ideas for their own self-care plan. If you do like what you're hearing, subscribe to the channel and share it with your friends. Lastly, these stories may be a trigger for your post-traumatic stress. If your PTSD is triggered, we have links to support in the description. Or if it's immediate, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Here's your host, Andy Fermo. Hey there, you're with Andy. We're up at Veterans Retreat this weekend for a special Veterans Podcast, I suppose. And so today with me on this Veterans PTSD Awareness Weekend away, we have Tony Quincy or Tony Q. So <laughs> welcome, mate, and thanks for uh, for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, so how's your weekend been so far, man? Good. It's a, up there. This uh, retreat's awesome. Like, you know, it's a, a place to get away and just relax. And, mm. you know, it, it's a beautiful view, beautiful place. Um, yeah, no, it's been awesome. It's been awesome just to kick back and not have to, you know, worry about much, really. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what the whole thing's all about, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, and, and I take it that you've met a few different people from different um, uh, service organisations as well this weekend? Yeah, man, yeah. That's, um, it's a good place to come up here. And I think uh, Kylie, who runs it, was saying this is the, one of the first ones that they've done. And, uh, you know, it's good, yeah, it's good for socialising and meeting new people and, you know, sharing stories and... It's all part of the healing process, isn't it? So yeah, absolutely, and 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 we'll get to that because you know you you are a musician. You've got the guitar here, so we've got really <laughs> something special there. There's something new as well, um, and mate. So so before we get to that though, yeah, and, and and you know more about the weekend a bit later on. Tell us about yourself, mate. How long have you been in the army for? So I think this is my thirteenth or fourteenth year. I can't remember. Oh, you, you, you lose track. You, lo- you, lo- you lose track. <laughs> they, they all blend. <laughs> yeah, they all do. After a while, you become part of the furniture. That's true. That's true. No, yeah. it's been um, yeah, I think about thirteen years in the in the army. I've uh, been posted oh, pretty much all around Queensland, uh, Ramey, in Ramey, so a tradie, so yep. Yep. electronics technician. Uh, did a deployment to Afghanistan in two thousand and twelve with second uh, fourteen. Light horse. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so did you join up straight out of high school or um, no. you know, did, you, did you get some real life? Yeah, yeah real life experience, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely, um, I joined when I was, I think I had my 21st birthday at Kapuka, so. I did um, Yeah, so. Oh, that would have been a big one, hey? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it was the first day field, actually, for the field phase, so it was interesting, <laughs> it was memorable. Yeah. But um, no, no, like, uh, I did asphalting for a bit, and then uh, worked at Bob Jane T-Mart, like, fixing tyres and stuff, and then yeah. went, ah, I want to see the world, and I want to, you know, I want to get a trade, so the army offered that to me, so, yeah, ended up, ended up joining when I was 20. Okay, and so was the engineers something that tickled your fancy straight off the bat, or did they say you were going to be going into? Oh, so yeah, so actually when I enlisted, I was like, you know, always wanted to join the army since I was a kid. Uh, My granddad and that was in defence force, and so I uh, originally enlisted as cavalry. And then, oh, did you? yeah, so then at Kapuka they had um, all these uh, like job shortages, and they had roles they needed filled, and um, one was a. <laughs> I thought it was an electrician, so the way they sold it to me, like, yeah, we need electricians. I'm like, oh, I'd always love to be an electrician. So I, I put my name forward for that, and I got the um, letter of uh, offer, and I signed it. And then I, I got, <laughs> got got to the electronics uh, trade trade wing, and I was like, hang on, this this isn't fixing radios, this isn't <laughs> fixing generators. Yeah. So, but I've loved it. Like, you know, it's been a, a hell of a ride, and yeah, no, it's 
I love, I love how they go, there's a shortage here, and yeah. there's a couple of lists, and then they wrap it up so that it's all in one. Yeah. They wrap it up in this tight package. Hey, man. Hey, you enlisted man. Go to that yeah. girl. And, and so you've, you've enjoyed your time in, and you mentioned that you went to, um, with the second 14, yep. uh, when you were posted there. Where, where's that, in Inogra? Yeah, that's in Inogra, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think that was my. That was actually the first unit I went to after I finished my apprenticeship. So okay, got there. Um, there was a shortage of our trade, so our trade uh, in the armored sort of realm, armored vehicle realm, yeah. realm is we fix like all the computer turret, like the computers for the turret systems and oh yes, all that stuff. So there was a bit of a, a shortage there, and I was sort of lucky enough that when I got to the unit, it was sort of that right ti- right place, right time that I got to deploy with them over to Afghanistan. Yeah. about a year later. So. Wow, and so you got to do the job for real, you yeah. know, when all, when all the fruit was on the weapons yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. Did you notice that it's a lot different when, when you're over there, when you... Oh, 100%. So I think the best way that um, I guess you, I can explain it is when you're doing your job overseas in a, in a combat zone or even like, you know, uh, any, anywhere elsewhere apart from Australia, it's, mm. it's, I, I, I believe it's like you get almost four times the experience in that mm. short period. And yeah. that's because... Uh, you know, if there's people listening that have been in, in the, the trades in, in the army, they fully understand that you order a, a spare part for something and you'll get that two years later like yeah. when you're in Australia. Yeah. Whereas when you're overseas, like, you know, if I needed a part, it would be flown over from Australia that day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Express post, yeah, mate, yeah, straight yeah, onto yeah. the C-17 and then we need it. The dudes need it now. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> They're broken down on that hill somewhere. So you know? it's good to see the job actually sort of uh, work how it should work. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, when you landed, I'll ask the guys that have been deployed to this, you know, yep. um, you know, did it meet the, your expectation or was it different to your expectation? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it was sort of, you know, when you landed, I guess it's a bit surreal and everything's happening so quick. Like, you know, you, yeah. you land, um, say, after you fly out of Dubai and you fly into um, uh, Tarankia, where we were, it mm. was very like, you know, you hit the ground running because everyone's like yelling, you need to gra- grab your stuff off the plane, like you need to go get all your uh, equipment. <laughs> yeah. And then you grab all that stuff and then you have to go to a, a truck to jump on a truck to go to where your accommodation is. And then you're like, okay, what room am I in? So yeah. it's, it's a bit chaotic and I don't think it really, it doesn't really sink in for about oh, probably a week until you've done that yeah. handover with the guys that you're taking yeah. over and then you're there and you sort of sit back and go, okay, found my groove. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're here now, let's do it. Let's do it. And, and the thing is when you're over there, you've got to play your grand final yeah. every day. Isn't it? 100%. For eight months. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, you know, it it can get uh, very uh, strenuous at times, you know. Mm. uh, But you're right, you've got to be on your A game every single day. Otherwise, because, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a a foot soldier or you're cavalry or you're a tradie. Mm. Every every single person, every person's job makes a difference to someone else. So, you know, if, uh, for example, if I didn't do my job properly, there was a chance that, I don't know, electronic countermeasures mightn't work. You know, if um, minesweepers mightn't work. So... Everyone, everyone had a job, and you're right. You know, we had to be on that A game, yeah. 24, then 24 hours a day, really. So. Well, well I, I know, mate, because I was exposed to all the ECM yeah. that you were <laughs> yeah. doing. My balls are fried now. I yeah. that, uh, Only gonna have girls. I wanted two boys. No, I'm only joking. I've got my beautiful pigeon pair yeah. kids. But yes, ECM's a, a big one, you know. Yeah. And so, just for the listeners out there, yep. Uh, without going into too much operate, what what is the ECM <laughs> and what does it do? Ah, uh, so ECM, that's a a bit of kit that um. Um, you know, you, you can have the personal ones, or you could. We, I mainly was dealing with the, the vehicle mounted yep. stuff, and so it's pretty much how how people would set off IEDs was normally through a remote trigger. So whether that mm. be like a uh, telephone call, or mm. you know, it was very common to have garage 
remotes. Yep. So they use the garage remote. What what the ECM did, it would um, pretty much throw out a bunch of radio signals. Like a bubble as well? Yeah, they call it yeah. a bubble, but it was more about, they called it a haze, that to change the it. Of the haze. Pe- people <laughs> felt, apparently people felt a bit too safe if, if you called it a bubble. Okay, right, okay, so purple haze, yeah, so yeah, yeah. the ECM put out <laughs> yeah. the purple haze, yeah, exactly. smoke coming yeah, out yeah. of the <laughs> But it pretty much just overpowered the signal, so you yeah. couldn't, the signal couldn't get through that, um, you know, through that sort of yeah. wave. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah, they definitely work, like, you know, it's, it, or, yeah, it's a brilliant piece of technology that saved lots and lots of lives. Oh, 100% mate, and I've got to agree with you on that one there in terms of knowing some of the safety um, that that bit of kit did or, mm. or provided that that haze around yep. so that it minimised that type of thing and then obviously you've got the vehicle borne, the pressure plate IEDs, yeah, which, yep. which um, I hit in, in our Bushmaster, yeah, unfortunately yeah. that didn't do that, but um, knowing, knowing it as a massive one, especially for the guys... Um, going through towns yeah oh 100% 100% yeah so thank you for, for the job that you did there and then it's all it's, it's all a job of consequence isn't it it is yeah it's before we got onto the podcast you, you mentioned that you uh, that one of your mates passed away while he was there yeah who was that uh, so that was uh, Rick Milokovic so or Milo for short mm. he, uh, he was a um, a cavalry a guy from 214 a cavalry mm. on our trip there. so there was three uh, three Australians killed in that one incident which was uh, a green on blue attack one of the uh, Afghani soldiers wasn't getting paid um, got paid by the Taliban to pretty much walk up to a group of Australians and unload a magazine of, oh. and you know so yeah it's a very hard very that's probably the the hardest day of my life is the the following day after that when obviously mm. I, I wasn't um, at Tarrant at the time so I was uh I'd just flown from that base uh, the day before that where that with mm. where that happened and um and I was, so I was actually at a different patrol base so I was mm. away from everyone and I was fixing some stuff up there and I remember hearing like a rumor about it through RHQ because mm. I was working in the headquarters fixing some of their um GPS stuff up there and uh yeah uh, the I'll never forget that day that I, the next day when I flew back to Tarrant and it was mm. just quiet like yeah. no one no one spoke it was eerie but yeah, did you did you so you you knew there was a rumor there, but that kind of confirmed it when you said yeah that. yeah they, well we we knew that there was an incident we heard, we had heard that there was um three v, uh, VSAs so vital signs absent um mm. for three Australian soldiers but they they tried to be polite about it and not tell anyone who it was but they mm. just used rank and what unit they were from right so Milo was a, a lance corporal and so because of that. We only took one Lance Corporal over from second 14. <laughs> you so know it is. We, yeah, we knew we, we had a pretty fair yeah. idea, but I guess when you get that news, you don't it doesn't click. Like you know, you just go you hear about it happening, but it doesn't happen to you, sort of thing. Like you know, you're never involved in that. Like yeah. So I think that yeah, that that's what I meant by the next day is like yeah. when it finally sinks in that it is real. Mm. Mm. It's just yeah, it's it's not a feeling that. I'd recommend for anyone. You know no, I mean? and, 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 and you know, sort of, and you hit that the nail on the head there when, when you sort of think, oh, it happens to other people. Yeah. And then, and you know that you're in a, in a, you're in a high threat yeah. zone. Yeah. But when it actually happens to you and you know you're trained with that person, yeah. you know, you, you, you go over as a bloody family. Yeah, don't exactly. You? Yeah, you And do. then when, when one of the family, um, or a few of the family yeah. have mass casualties and, and KIA. Well, I mean, it, that really does hit home hard. Yeah. So, can I ask, with that day, how far into the trip was that? Oh, would have been a couple of months. So that was in 
August. So I think, yeah, it would have been about three or four months into yeah. the trip. Okay, yeah. so so about, about let's say, the midway point. Yeah. Now... You still had half halfway to go. Um, yeah. Can I ask you? I mean, this is a bit personal, there. No, so, so you know, like when you're in operations like that, you know, uh, what did you do to sort of put that behind you, knowing that you had to keep doing the job? I, I think, I think when it happened, um, everyone, as I said, it was very somber. But I think everyone came together as uh, as like a a family, as you said before. Mm. And I think it was the willingness of the people around you that you know you. You sort of you didn't have time to mourn because, yeah. as I said before, like we were working twenty four hours a day pretty yeah. much, so you don't have time to mourn. And I think when when something like that happens overseas or you know uh, when you are working, the hardest part is when you come back. So you yeah. you're going twenty four seven for yeah. six months, yeah. and it, something like this happens, yeah. but you don't have time to think about it because you've mm. you've got a job to protect the other people mm. um, that you're working beside. Yeah. The, the issues happen is when you get home and you've got nothing to do so yeah. well that's right and so is that when you found that you're, you're starting to think about these things there and, and yeah and yeah definitely and i think that's why um you know pdsd is post-traumatic post-traumatic so yeah. um when when it happens as i said you don't have time to think about it it's when mm. it's like um you know you you have a busy day at work you come home and when yeah. you go to bed when you're in bed starting to go to sleep that's when everything you think about you start thinking about everything mm. and it's the same thing just on a bigger scale so for six yeah. months you don't have time to think yeah. you've been so busy but then yeah. you get back and I think you know when you get back you know this too like when you get back from deployment they give you that warlike service that you have to take Yeah. so you've got a month off where yeah. you've got nothing to do like you know mm. The dust so, is settling and the, the, yeah, the thoughts exactly. start coming through. Yeah. Now, having said that, did you did you fall into a little? You know, what was the point there when you? F- yeah, I, I was I was sort of uh, lucky. Like I guess I, I had a, a bit of PTSD there, and um, but I was lucky because I moved back into base, and mm. so I was living with some of the guys that, you know, um, part of that two fourteen family. We were living yeah. on base together, so it was right. really good that. You know, if one of us was in trouble, we could like we'd just go down to each other's room and yeah. like, catch up and Living have a in coffee. The lines. Yeah, exactly. Life in the yeah. Lines. yeah, a lot, a lot of people pay it off, but man, it's a, a good lifestyle. Oh, in the I, love lines. The, yeah. I love living in the lines. You could go to you know three square meals a day. Yeah. At the, you know, you go to the mess and then Cheap you go rent. to the wet mess and and then you do that. And you know, I think that sometimes you know we're talking about that sort of deep stuff now, but those those interactions with the boys as your support yeah. family yep. is massive, eh? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Were you from Brizzy? Or no, you know? I was, I'm from country Victoria. You're so. country Victoria, <laughs> and that's why you, you love the country. And with that, were you playing guitar, you know? Yeah, so um, over there, uh, myself and actually uh, Langers is here as well yes. this weekend. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm playing, yeah. He was actually my sergeant overseas. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we'd, we'd been jamming together um, for a while, and so when we went to Afghanistan, we were like, you know what? Let's go to the American PX and we'll order in some cheap guitars from America. So yeah, we did yeah. that, and so we, cool. we, we were actually jamming over there, which was a, a bit of fun. But um, ah. the, when I got back, I was very lucky, and uh, I think for me, you know, I have music, so music to mm. me is my release, and I think that that is realistically what, what helped a lot with my PTSD. So mm. I saw a lot of people that you know, whether it be photography or it be like uh, painting, and I saw people that didn't have, I guess, a hobby or a way that they could express themselves, and yeah, it's pretty—it's pretty crazy to see. I'm, I'm thankful that I had music, and I tried to to use my music to one help me, but also help other people. Yeah. Because I remember, like you know, as I was saying, like the guys would go to each other's rooms, make sure each other's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and you know. I've got fond memories of the guys coming around, us having a beer, and me playing a tune for them. Is that, is that like while you were deployed? Oh no, 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 no like at, home, at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
if you haven't heard yet, Tony Q is going to be playing a, a track pretty soon. And the Tony Q band, well, it's only just him today. The band's like in Arkansas to tap. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, these guys have been playing and jamming through uh, around the campfire, and it's amazing to hear. And then like um, old Zaj over there as well, <laughs> having a bit of a jam. But he's he's your he's your lucky now. Um, and that, that's amazing, and it's really good to see because we were having that conversation about music. Like I do the DJing yeah. bit yep. as DJ Antics for Invisible Injuries, and you're doing Tony Q and, and touring. So what is it about w- when you're performing in front of people that you get? <laughs> I think it's, to me, I think it's bringing joy to people. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I just, I've, I loved it. And like, you know, I always wanted to be either a music teacher or a performer and yeah. also wanted to join the army. So I guess I'm getting the best of both worlds at yeah. the moment. So Absolutely. And, and so with that one, um, you, you were talking about this release as an mm-hmm. outlet and, and we're here over the weekend talking yeah. to all different people. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts there on, on, on just meeting, you know, people that, meeting people that have either been out of the army for a while and you still, yeah. you know, get to speak that language and, and connect? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, man? It's yeah. I think I think um, like the retreats like this are great for that because it is a networking thing, you know. And mm. um, I guess the old saying is a problem shared is a problem halved. Mm. And something like this is perfect for it because you know you, you talk to people and it's I guess it's hard for defence members and for first responders stuff like that. You normally feel like you can't talk to people that haven't been in that environment. Yeah. So it makes it very hard and it makes it very narrow to find that yeah. that release. I guess you could say. Yeah, but somewhere like here is great because you know, well, for example, with music, play a guitar and fire, it like people come across because they want to, you know, yeah. be involved, and yeah. you know, then you start a conversation, and that yeah. you know, that can lead down different paths. So. Oh, as it has a yeah. few yeah. times. Yeah. So, and on the flip side as well. So, I was DJing last night for the audience here, <laughs> and then and we had Tony Q there go and play this song. So he was one of the main instigators last <laughs> night. I was meant to turn off at ten, but I get, went till ten thirty, and it was the last <laughs> song about five times, and what was that track that you oh, asked for? Fat Bottom Girls, I think, by Queen. Bottom, <laughs> bottom Girls by Queen, and that was a super Queen medley. We had three Queen songs in a row, so I think when you get to that sort of stage, uh, that's um, quite funny. Um, now, so Anzac Day, you, you're telling me about um, the story, how you, you're meant to be performing. Yeah. Uh, oh, Anzac Day, um, we're actually meant to have a, a, our... Uh, our new album was meant to be recorded this this year, like, but because of COVID and whatnot, we weren't able to get into the studio. And you know, we we're actually meant to release a song on Anzac Day called "Sacrifice," which is what our album's actually called. Yeah. And it's a song that I wrote that helped me get through, um, you know, my, my PTSD and stuff. Yeah, a bit spewing. Probably gonna have to wait till next year for that one to be yeah. released, at least. But um, yeah, yeah I, I end up. Um, I, I was lucky enough to get asked to go down to a um, uh, function down at Sid- the Sydney War Memorial. I think they called it Veterans in Focus. Yes. And it was, okay. Yeah, it was a photography thing, um, like a photography exhibition for veterans and whatnot. And uh, when I was down there, I ended up playing this song that I wrote uh, during the, well, people are looking at the photos and that. Yeah. And, uh, and was that Sacrifice? And it was Sacrifice, yeah, yeah. 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 So I had, I had a lot of people approach me after it and say, what's that song like, you know? And I th- that's where I found too that, that's where music will start a conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it might not, a, the song might not be directly about someone or directly about them, but mm. because they can sort of feel a bit of themselves or understand a bit of the song. Yeah. I think, yeah, to me, I think it's all about like opening doors and like, mm. 
you know, if, if one person speaks up. That, that's a massive one. And I think sometimes, you know, like you have to be in that vulnerable point. And, and mm. when you can actually say that I was vulnerable, that doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that no, I was exactly. just susceptible to being able to have other stuff affect me a little bit more than I usually would. Yeah, exactly. But if I work on it, like rehab, yep. um, you know, like a physical injury, you can um, recover. Yeah, but then sure. I suppose with a physical injury as well, it's susceptible or vulnerable yeah, to, yeah. Um, to, to getting done. Yep. Now, I, and I'm glad that you sort of, when, when you played that track, it wasn't meant to be the track you were supposed to be playing. No, no, you? it wasn't. <laughs> no, they, it's, it's funny. Um, the lady that was running the event, she was actually the medic on our trip over in, yeah. in Afghanistan. And uh, she rang me up and she said, you know, can you come down? Um, I want you to learn this song to play. And I think it was yeah. um, I'm the Highway by Chris Cornell. Yeah. And it's a good song. But, um, it's not but, as good as that. <laughs> the the guy that um, played guitar before me, he actually uh, he wrote a song about one of his mates who was a Vietnam vet, and yeah. I heard that, and I guess in that moment I was like, you know what? And I was looking at all these beautiful photos and stuff that that veterans had taken to help them get over, like to deal mm. with PTSD, and I thought, nah. So yeah, I got up and I was like. Hey guys, I'm meant to be playing this, but uh, I'm going to play this. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know she's a stiffler for the rules, but I'm going to play my song. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. And, and so, without further ado, mate, you want to play that song? I can give it a crack. I'm yeah, we've not. got Kylie next door to us here. We've got Kylie and Kylie. We've got the two Kylies. Kylie's actually going to be heading on for. Uh, oh, look, he's going to be serenading Kylie. So Kylie from Veterans Retreat is just um, set up with Kylie, who's got a, uh, a massage table out. After being the hostess with the mostess this weekend, she's she's getting the rub down and uh tony <laughs> q's gonna be playing and serenading it so um mate <laughs> thank you so much this is like a double whammy yeah. right here all right mate well tony q cool hit it, hit it, it, brother. Be a bit, it might be a bit rough it's, it was a bit dusty this morning <laughs> oh well we all had a good time I was a young boy, I used to stare at that parade Used to watch the old men march on that cold April day (laughs) I didn't know just what a man Cause I was too young then Yeah, I was too young Then when I turned 18 Said I know just what to do Well I'll take their place By walking in their shoes But I didn't know What had in store For me Now the battlefields are different Now that I am home here and alive and I don't expect you to get it, but it's something I must live with every night. As I close my eyes, you will sacrifice. It was MREs up in the third brigade. Knowing that we could leave almost any day And I thought I knew what it meant 
Cause I was starting to grow then Yeah, I was starting to grow Then when I turned 20 Well, I was saying in a was gone Holding my hand As you died in my arms We stood true Brave and strong When we brought you home Now the battlefields are different Now that I am home here and alive And I don't expect you to get here But it's something I must live with every night As I close my eyes sacrifice This war ain't over in my mind From the dust of Afghanistan Where all our dreams were left behind In the ruins of Baghdad All these thoughts running through my head And no Now that I'm older, well, I'm marching that parade. You can bet that I stand tall when the last post is played. Cause now I know just what it means. Now I know just what it means. Oh, a bit rough, sorry about that. A bit oh, dusty. No, no, mate, thank you so much. That was amazing, <laughs> man. Great. Oh, man. Oh. So, uh, Tony Q, uh, I'm grateful that you played that oh, song cheers, for us. That's a, that was amazing. Oh, cheers, I man. My hand started choking a little bit there. <laughs> that was really cool. So, thank you so much for being on the podcast, mate. Thanks, so, man. Um, yeah, hey. you want to give anyone a shout out? Oh, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Too many people to mention. <laughs> too, too many people to mention, but we'll mention your band there. And look, at, well, thank you so much again for being on the podcast, mate. And um, we'll talk to you next time. Awesome, man. We hope you enjoyed Andy's chat with Tony Q. Don't forget to subscribe. And for more great content, follow us on our socials on Instagram and Facebook. You can also visit our website, www.invisibleinjuries.org.au, where you can access more content, services database, and follow our 12-month PTSD National Awareness Tour. Thanks for listening to Invisible Injuries. This has been a 23 Media Production.